Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. All right. It is towards the end of the year. Not fully there yet, but we have Close. one week to go. So we figured, maybe we're, maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit, but I think we've got our perspective or we have our answers to a lot of the questions of what is the best whatever. So tonight, we're on a very special episode with a huge cast of all kinds of HHN people, YouTube all over jumping on our episode to help us present our HHN awards. And this is our first year doing it because last year would have been pretty lame to do because it would have been three options. So we are presenting our HHN awards today just in time. So that way, if you hear something, you're like, you know what? Maybe I should go appreciate that one more time. You still have time to do that. So it's been a fun season so far. Pretty good. Pretty good. No, I, I will admit that, you know, of the two that I've been to, it's the best of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're going to be doing a lot of bests of today. So, but first, we don't have to go into what we're drinking, but I do want well, I'm the not fans to know. anything fun, so. <laughs> I just do I'm, want well, them to I know mean, that. let's see. Hold on. I, 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 so I am drinking. I'm drinking too, and I am the king of tying in the weirdest things into how ha- into Halloween. So I am drinking Coors Light. That's my go-to. It's my go-to macro. It's my go-to water beer, but it is called the silver bullet. And what's the only thing that can kill a werewolf? A silver oh, bullet. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just that type of guy who can come up with, you know, insane ways to tie in <laughs> the uh, basics of beers together well it it works it wasn't at the event this year but the beer Mm. i'm drinking is called the upside down i uh, thought you were gonna say pumpkin head to be honest with you (laughs) no no it is the upside (laughs) down and everything on the can is upside down including a little waffle that says 11 on it this is a pineapple upside down cake sour ale with lactose and vanilla do you have any you want to take a stab at what brewery makes this one uh uh, I'm going to say it's in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's one we've been to before. Yeah, I think you're getting somewhere. And it's it's not going to be Angry Chair. Nope. So I'm going to say Hidden Springs. Yeah! Yay! There it is. Ding, ding, winner, ding, winner, ding, winner. Ding, ding. I'm oh, a winner. Boy. I'm a winner, guys. It sounds amazing. Uh, I did not get a chance to get there today like I wanted to because I did just come back from the Tampa area, but oh well, it happens. I'll have to make sure I get back there. It's not going anywhere. Oh yeah, no, not going anywhere. All right. 
should we start diving into some of these awards? Because yeah, how do you feel wanna... like we got a little a, a couple things going? Yeah, well, we get some we get some guests, like you said. So mm-hmm. they're gonna help us by award. Well, not not awarding. We awarded the awards, but they're gonna help present the awards. Like you see at all these other crazy award shows, but ours is is better, obviously, because ours is relevant and yeah, not- Oscars. Who? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I guess we'll just we'll set up the award, and for those that we have some presenters, we'll have them present them for us, and then we'll kind of just comment a little bit about how we how we came to the decision, and then uh, we'll go from there. I guess, right? Yeah. So let's get some of the easy stuff out of the way. We're gonna be talking best food. Now, this year of all years, there was a lot more to pick from. It wasn't between Twisted Taters and Pizza Fries. This year we had a lot to choose from, and I did have the chance to sample a lot of different things. And the one that came to mind for me, and I'm pretty sure Seamus as well, I don't think, for me, anything beat out that grilled cheese stand. No, it really didn't. And, I mean, I know we're not going to pick, like, one out of the other when it comes to what they what they serve there but i mean if i had to pick one thing out of that stand that i like the most it was probably the oh um i'm forgetting it already the um the reuben or the, the brisket the brisket i yeah. I, oh, yeah the brisket <laughs> to me the brisket was the best out of that but yeah i mean those press sandwiches are I mean, they were just they were fire this year like in I think we've talked about it before on other episodes where like, you know, it's you know, it's just a grilled cheese stand, but you say that and there might be some of the best press sandwiches I've ever had. So yeah. yeah, I don't know what your favorite of out of everything there was, but yeah, I think as a whole, that stand is probably the best food. Yeah. I mean, my favorite was the jalapeno popper one, which funny enough, yeah, you go back to our episode where we talked about, our anti- our anticipation and i think that was the very last one because i just at the time was thinking oh it's just a jalapeno popper nope it's a jalapeno popper grilled cheese sandwich and those things are you know grilled to perfection salty it's everything you need after you know three or four beers oh yeah and it goes so well with a beer too and and that's what i think obviously with hn it's like you know what food can we come up with that does fit well with you know, a pumpkin flavored yam beer or a, you know, a more of a traditional lager or something like that. Cause you know, we're, we're not just giving you the basics. We're giving you some, you know, fancier schmancier beers. Um, so like what pairs well as, as far as food is concerned that goes with it. And I think a lot of their choices were just, you know, as I would say, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into a uh, best drink? Because um, I mean, you should kind of figure it out from the name of the podcast what we're going to lean towards. So, yeah, we're obviously going to pick a beer. Um, I, I know Nick is more of a mixed drink guy than I am, and no, no shade at the at, at the mixed drinks this year. The the poison tea sounded really good. I didn't have it, but I've heard good things. But we're going to go with Hogshead. I mean, the pumpkin beer. They didn't have pumpkin head. But, you know, you've heard us talk ad nauseum about pumpkin heads. So it was nice to try something different that I hadn't had before when it comes to a pumpkin beer. Um, But obviously that was going to be the one we picked. Uh, It's very much like a pumpkin head in the sense that it's a sweeter pumpkin pie type pumpkin beer. But, you know, nothing beats 
pumpkin flavored beer at Halloween Horror Nights in a flashing cheap plastic cup <laughs> that, you know, it's probably going to break. It's going to cost $12, but you know what? It's just, it's, it's just goodness in a, in, in a plastic glass. So yeah, I, I don't know if you have anything else to add about that, but it's just, you, did you expect any less from, from us when it comes to our favorite drink? No, I did not. I and I've had a handful of the cocktails, but I just, I mean, we're fearing beer. We're not fearing in. Yeah. We're not cocktails. fearing vodka. So. I, I don't think we could have picked really anything else and, and called ourselves fear and beer for the next year or so. So Hogshead, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go off of, you know, best taste and stuff like that, I mean, for me, that's what blows it away. But it obviously also goes to what did I drink most of? And I think I would go through a plethora of those on, on most occasions. And to pick something else that maybe I only had once or twice, I can't really say it was the best. And, you know, obviously the cocktails are uh, – definitely crafted i'd say but i mean come on it's hhn it's beer it's pumpkin you can't go better than that not at all so let's jump down again to another one that is kind of not as much you know the 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 food and drink are, are are at the event and this last one is really another miscellaneous i guess would be mess uh best merch there's been a lot of cool stuff. There's been, you know, scented candles. There's been T-shirts, obviously, hats, posters, little um, golden busks of the icons that are a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, they've, However, they've, I mean, let, I mean to cut you off, but like, oh, they, yeah. I mean, obviously, we've talked we talked a lot about how they've gone out of their way with food this year, like completely blown away every other year when it comes to like the food and the drink options. But I do think that they, they did kind of like branch out a little bit with the merch this year too. I don't think merch was just your traditional t-shirts and sweatshirts and glasses. I think they really did kind of try to go a little bit further with it with some of the, you know, um, limited stuff. So you got like, if you, if you were, if you were a keen shopper, you saw that they had like, limited magnets and they had other cups that were limited. They had other things like you just said, the busts that were limited, um, really expensive. But if you're an Uber fan and you really love, you know, use some chance, you can get a chance item that maybe you won't see again. So I think they definitely did kind of go out of their way with some of the merch this year. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I, I'm a big t-shirt guy. So I think that's kind of where I lean towards more, just by judging stuff, like judging the design and stuff like that. So the best merch that we selected was the 30 Years Carnival shirt with Jack the Clown on the back. Oh, it yeah. looks very old-timey, circusy ticket and stuff like that. And we had a lot of, of other shirts. Yeah, I mean, we had – you have the house shirt, which is cool that you get every year. But that front logo, the don't go alone, yeah, I was kind of I don't know if we – I don't think either of us really liked that. And I think part of it is because – the front design is really, I don't want to say basic, but it's almost too goofy Yeah, for me. Like I understand that the don't, the don't, don't go alone was part of the ad campaign this year. And the commercials are really funny, really cool. I like, and I've seen those on, on YouTube and on TV, but the don't go alone thing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I can see why it's on the shirt, but I wish they kind of just did a don't go alone shirt and just a house shirt rather than combining the two. Yeah, and I just that that shirt, the thirty years carnival shirt, is gonna be one that oh, I'm gonna be so wearing. Good. Off season. Yeah, I think, it's, it's I, great... think I think the pumpkin head, uh, the, the the pumpkin lord shirt, if it had 
been if it had if they had sold it this year, may have given it a run for its money. But because that was just a HHN light shirt, I think that this one just by and by by far was the best design shirt of the year. And between you and me, I mean, I think you and I both would agree that we get the most use out of t-shirts. So oh, yeah. I kind of expected that a t-shirt would be you know, our pick for this. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into some real the fun awards? stuff now. These are fun. <laughs> these are the fun awards. Yeah. These, these, these awards were off- good. Oh, no, I was just going to say these awards, you know, these, these were fun to pick. Like these ones, I think obviously, even though a couple of them may have been like, you know, without saying much, like without, you know, much thought put into it because they just obviously it was going to win. But there were someone I think that might surprise some people. Uh, yeah, I think some I people mean, might be taken up by a little bit of a little shock when it comes to yeah. what we've chosen. So we're going to be actually kicking off our some of our guest announcers. So what we're going to be doing is we're just going to introduce them. We'll bring them their audio clip in. What do you mean audio clip? They're actually here. Hey there. Uh, it's Bryce from Reflections of Fear podcast. Uh, thank you so much for Fear and Beer for having me on. It's always nice to join the show. Actually, I think this is my first time on. But they've been on our case files, which I really enjoyed. So thank you. Thank you for having me. And the rest of the Reflections of Fear podcast definitely sends their love to you guys. And we are currently on hiatus, so it's fine. But I'm not here for me. I am here for Fear and Beer. And I am here to go ahead and give it out an award and this very much feels like um if you were ever on like an old sports team at the end of the year they always had that party and like everyone got like their most likely to or like best of or whatever this very much feels like that before halloween horror nights um so this is super exciting but um i'm gonna be giving out the award to the biggest surprise and ironically i don't think it's a surprise as to what got the biggest surprise this was a house that went through multiple different rumors, different times with different things, but they were just kind of kind of keeping you on your toes. I think they had case files probably there for a long time before those rumors even came up and it it's it's amazing. Um and if you have a guess now, it's case files. Case files and earth legendary truth. Super fun house, super great. I think it was the biggest surprise for everybody because of that. But yeah, this is a great house. And it's our last Shrek house, it sounds like. So, you know, what a what a great house to end on. But yeah, biggest surprise is Case Files. Once again, thank you so much for having me on. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bryce, for uh, jumping on again. That was Bryce from Reflections of Fear. And that was thank our you, biggest surprise of the season. Which is, and, like he said, not a surprise. No, <laughs> I don't think, surprise. I don't think it's much I of a surprise for most people. I think it really came down between that. And for me, it was very close to putting the Halloween Nightmare Fuel on there as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see that. I, I, I think for me, it's not even close. I think this this house completely blew my expectations away. And I think part of it's because I didn't really know a whole lot of Legendary Truth prior to I mean, obviously, from what you had told me about or I'd read online, but I just think that, like, you know, just between the scare actors, the effects, the story, I just the whole house itself just completely, you know, took my expectations and, you know, not just blew them out of the water, but like literally punted them to the moon. So 
yeah, I think this is an easy pick for me. Yeah. And that one was just, like you said, it's, it's sort of a no-brainer. So let's continue our trend. We're going to be diving into now even more in-depth HHN stuff, and we're going to be talking about scare zones now. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the scare zone that should be a future house. So obviously, there's only five nominees, but we also have another guest. So let's bring them on. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming tonight to Fear and Beer's first annual Halloween Horror Nights Awards. My name is Nick, and I'm behind the Parks We Go Instagram page. It's great to be here tonight as a presenter of the Scare Zone that should be a future house award. I loved all the Scare Zones this year. My personal favorites were Lights, Camera, Action, and Seek and Destroy. I love seeing Eddie back in action, and I love seeing the Controller's Minions terrify all the guests in the park. But that's enough about what I like. Let's see who our winner is. And our winner for the scare zone that should be a future house is Crypt TV. I gotta tell you, I loved the scare zone too. It was amazing to see Crypt TV get some much needed love on such a large scale. Some of the best monsters I've ever seen. And that's what makes them so great. Just this small little YouTube channel that grew and made some amazing monsters and amazing stories. Miss Anity, the Mordeo, and my personal favorite, the Luxie. They all looked great. They all looked amazing in the park. And it will be amazing to see them again in their own house in the future up close and personal again that's all for me tonight guys thanks for coming nick and seamus thank you so much for having me this was a great this was an honor and i hope you all enjoy the rest of the show so crypt tv for a scare zone that should be a future house what do we think about that yeah i think i think i don't know if we may have mentioned it kind of last week i think that crypt tv is it's a scare zone that i don't think wowed me as much as the others, and we'll kind of get into that when we get into Bear Scare Zone. But um, I do think that they're it, it, out of all the scare zones, it is the scare zone with the most promise. And I think a lot of that happens to come from the fact that it is a you know a, a production company that's run or or produced by some pretty capable filmmakers. So I think that helps. Um, and the fact that the the, the characters and, and the monsters that have come out of that production company have just really been really well done for being shorts specifically online shorts uh i think that their futures are pretty bright and i think their future with hn is pretty bright too so yes i think that if of all the scare zones this year that one will definitely translate really well to some sort of house yeah i think like you said i mean if we're looking down all the scare zones you know 30 years 30 fears is a celebration so that's kind of hard to do. Same as lights, camera, action. That's kind of hard to do. That'd be like a scary Ohio sort of thing, but of just, you know, houses of the past. Yeah. Uh, Seek and Destroy, I think, would be a difficult house to pull off just because you need, you know, that big scheme of the controller yeah, and, and think, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, even though it, it's maybe surprising for me to say this for some people, but I think it's a hard concept to pull off in a house. Um you really have to kind of like you just said get that controller theme right, and I don't know how you do that with a scene by scene type house. It, again, Universal can do wonders, and they and they and I'm sure they could figure it out. But I just think that out of all of the five scare zones, it's not the one that I think would translate as well. So sticking with the scare zones, now we're getting into like real individual stuff. This is going to be. For best character in a scare zone. And there's been a lot of them this year. Um, you know, 
I mean, Eddie's Eddie's scare zone was was chock full of them, and I mean, I don't I don't know the names of all the little the individual creatures in the Gorewood Forest, but they definitely put a uh, put a run for the money in there for sure. I mean, the Looksy, yeah, great great candidate for sure. But um, you know, let's let's roll the tape and see what um, yeah, let's see who it is. Who, let's who's see who who's we got in this one. What we got? Let's see. Uh, let's let's just, let's listen and find out out. What's up? Again, beer and beer listeners and horror fam, it is Mike and Duff from HHN 365 back again with another category. Uh, Duff, did you receive another beer? Um, no, actually, I, I didn't on this one. Um, oh, we, what, we what did you read? Categories, but one beer. Oh, so we'll, we'll, what, how, how are we supposed to know who is the best actor in a scare zone? What? Well, I did get this uh, carton of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, so you're supposed to this smoke a cart of cigarettes? I think so. Or maybe to I'll figure just, out? Maybe I'll just dump them out and like look at the bottom. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I, yeah, that's okay. It's there at the bottom of the cart. Got it. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, so the category yeah. Is best. We're a cancer-free actors. podcast over here. <laughs> we are not gonna smoke face. Uh, the category is best scare actor in a scare zone. And your winner for best scare actor in the scare zone is Ringmistress Carrie from Lights, Camera, Action. There you go. Look at that. From a Chainsaw Carney back in HHN 28 all the way up to Scare Actor of the Year. Look at that. Yeah. Taking home the awards, Ringmistress Carrie. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much, Fear and Beer, for having us on your award show. And we'll uh, see you in the streets, listeners. All right. So Ring. Mistress Carrie taking the award home. What do you think yeah, about think that's another, one? Another big surprise. Um, I mean, of all the scare actors that we could have picked in a scare zone, um, I think it's for me that's that's the biggest surprise. I think that we came up with um, for like like we said, like you know, with all the Gorewood characters and you know the, the various other characters that are there, uh, and and all the scare zones. I think I think there, there was a lot to choose from. Um, so it was kind of a hard decision to make, but sometimes the most, you know, likely isn't always the most likely to win. So, yeah. And I, I think once we kind of wrote out the awards, I went to the event either that night or a night after, and I was like, really like, okay, now like, this is one I need to focus on, you know, other categories I can kind of like have an idea of, but this one I really needed to do some investigating as you will, I guess. So I, I kind of just walked around the different scare zones and I feel like every time I was either exiting or leaving the lights, camera action towards the park exit, she'd always be there like full energy, just chasing people out of the scare zone and, and, and really sneaking up. And yeah, we, we, we've talked in the past about how we feel about the uh, over excessiveness of chainsaws. But I think she did really well this year with using that one, and and that's I mean her that's her whole stick. At least it makes sense for her versus yeah. like, you know, the people in Seek and Destroy. Why why they have chainsaws? Right, exactly. Good one, and a little, and just on my end, I think the um, we have HHN three six five, Mike and Duff. Thank you so much for for jumping on and and helping us uh, award that one. You will actually hear them again. And if you don't understand their joke in the beginning or right now, you will at the end when you hear her other part, because when I 
I split it up. I put part two before part one. So <laughs> you got part two of the, the, the bit and the part, part one is, is yet to come. But when it, when it comes along, I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll understand it a little bit better. So now we are on to best scare zone. And this one, again, I mean, the scare zones are tough because there's only five to pick from. And there's really, you have to figure out which works with all levels. The lights, the sound, the characters. Is it more photo op Is it more immersiveness? And that's kind of how I was thinking about this um, this award. About What about you? How are you kind of gauging this one? I think for me, the biggest thing for best scare zone isn't so much the scariest scare zone. I think it's the most immersive scare zone, the best designed scare zone, the best lit scare zone. Shout out, Justin. Um, I just think there's a lot of things that go into it than just, hey, here's a bunch of spooky stuff. You know, it has to be look, sound, feel, smell. I mean, it just has to all kind of work together to to really be known as like the best scare zone. So I think that's why this one ended up winning. Without further ado... Yeah, let's let's bring on another guest. Let's bring bring on another guest. Let's just keep hitting them with it. Hey, guys. Welcome to Fear and Beer's first ever award-style show. I'm Tim, and I am from the RIP Tour podcast. Wait a minute. You know what? I can't do this by myself. So guess what, everybody? We are officially announcing Gary's return right here. Gary, welcome back. Hello. Is this this thing on? I've completely forgot how to podcast uh man i am so happy that you are back welcome back we are thank you yeah seamus and nick asked us to come on and introduce the award and winner of one of their categories on their first ever award style show what do you think about that gare pretty cool thanks for the ask yeah awesome to be uh involved and what a what a really really good idea as well yeah, something, I love it. Something totally different. I mean, I didn't, obviously, everyone knows I didn't get to go to Horror Nights this year, so uh, I'll be interested to see what comes out and when. I'm looking forward to listening to, to the show. All right, so let's get to it then. So we are announcing the Best Scare Zone Award. So, Gary, I'm going to let you just give it to us. Who is the winner of the Best Scare Zone? So the winner of the Best Scare Zone this year is, are you ready? I'm ready. Gorewood Forest. Ooh, love it, love it, love it. Well, there so you since go. I didn't, so since I didn't get to go on it, Tim, what is your thoughts on this scare zone? Would you rank it number one? Um, Me personally, it'd be close to my number one. It would probably be between this and um, Eddie's Revenge, but I'm okay. I think this is a this is a solid winner. I love the way this zone looks at night, especially. Cause, yeah, man, okay. Yeah, the way the trees light up. You know how we're used to pumpkins and stuff all the time in that, you know, in that area? Yeah. It, it's like these crazy, like, blood vine things and their orangey red, like, light ups on the, like, trees at night. And it just looks sick. So that I like this. Cool. I like this winter. So thank you again to Nick and Seamus at Fear and Beer Podcast. So make sure you guys are checking them out. And uh, thanks for having us, guys. See ya. Bye. All right, so Gorewood Forest taking it home. We got to we take I mean, it home. I mean, I, 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 yeah. Besides Gorewood Forest winning, I mean, it's pretty cool that not only we have an awesome guest, we had an awesome couple of guests who made their triumphant return on our show. 
So I think that's pretty cool. And I'm so glad for it because we've talked about it in the past when we, before I had first knew Horror Nights podcasts were a thing, I would listen to, I, you know, I searched, I was like, are they a thing? Horror Nights podcast, cool. And I found HHN365, which Mike and Duff were just on. They presented Scarecter in his own. But I also listened to the RIP tour. And it's just great to hear Gary back. It's the voice that really soothes you over. It's like, it makes it makes Horror Nights, you know, listening to Horror Nights podcasts and stuff like that. It just it's one of those shows like RIP Tour and HHN three six five that definitely inspired me and you to to really get going with this thing. So yeah. to have Gary come I mean, back, not only come back, but come back on our show is just amazing. So Yeah, it's it's an honor to have to him so return. Much you know, and use our platform as, as the, as, as the return for himself. So I think that's really cool. So thanks you. Thanks you. Thank you for, uh, for, for joining us tonight. Yeah, on our, our wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> award our first show. ever. Trying, award we're dressed to the nines right now. Actually, <laughs> oh I'm yeah. Wearing I'm wearing shorts that... and, and a tank top, but you, you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine us in tuxedos sipping on champagne. Tuxedo t-shirts. So, those are our yeah, exactly. So those are our scare zone awards for the night. This next batch, I think you know where we're going. We're getting oh, now we're getting to the, the real houses. ones. We're getting into the houses, but we're gonna work our way up to best house. We're going to start with best icon from Icon's house. So we know the criteria of you know being an icon. We know who is in the house. We've gone through various rooms of each one of them. We've seen most of, if not all of them, on the throne. You you have Jack. You have Chance. You start off in Lady Luck's room. You get to see the director, the usher, the caretaker. You get to see Fear. Am I missing anyone? You get to see an Eddie nameplate. You do get to see Eddie a little bit. yeah. And I don't think you see anybody else. Oh, Storyteller. Oh, yeah. Can't forget the Storyteller. Storyteller. And a... Slight homage to Bloody Mary in that little mirror yep. room. Yep, you that definitely get a little bit of a little bit of a uh, shout out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, best icon. You want to announce this one? Yeah. So, I think. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. This one I think surprises me a little bit, um, only because like it's not quite my favorite icon. But at the same time, you know, you know her, you love her. It's Chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, 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 I will admit, I think she is, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to say Jack and Chance are my favorite icons ever, but that's just me and feeling that there's a little bit of a Joker fatigue. And we've talked about this a, a lot, but um, I really do think that, you know, Chance is, Although she's not a, she's not the most unique character in the world, I think she really does bring that house together. I think she, her 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 areas in the house, even though she has to share them a little bit with Jack, I think she does get her due, um, both in the house, but also in in Eddie's scare zone too. She does make make an appearance, and I, I just think that she's, you know, I think she I think she surprised a little bit this year. I think she's a great character. I think her costume is great. I think. They find the right scare actors to play her. I just, I, yeah, I think just worked out well for her this year. What do you think? Yeah, this one was tough. You know, I am a huge, you know, usher director. I think 
I, I personally think the Usher area was the best area. But for this one, I was much like you. I think I was looking more at the actual characters portraying them. And in some of the areas, you know, the, the director area was really cool, but the director doesn't get to, you know, express themselves that much because they're more of a quiet style, much like the Usher as well. So I think with me that really kicked it off was, you know, Chance as a as a character. You know, I, I think her portrayal had the most energy. And again, this was one of those awards, much like the character and Scare Zone Award, that once we kind of established, I did a couple runs through the house and I was like, you know, Chance stuck out to me more. So I don't want to say it was by by circumstance that I went through on the, the good chance ones, but I did go through one and chance was on the throne. And it's just the energy I felt from chance in that house is what kind of sealed the deal for me. I, I think that, you know, her room, albeit small and, and split with Jack. You know, I, I loved the little scares in there. I loved the padded room. Yeah. And I, and think, I think it comes when I saw her, her on the throne, that's what sealed the deal. Yeah. And I, and I, I got her a couple of times on the throne. I think she just, I think she's a fun character to play. I think the scare actors have a great time with her. So I really do think that she deserved it. Let's jump on now to best character in a house. And this Ooh. is where the a little bit of a returning guest to this one, I think. Yes, this is where the aforementioned part one of the bit <laughs> is. So HHN365, Mike and Duff, take it Let's away. Let's send it over to them. What's up, beer and beer listeners? This and horror fam. This is HHN three hundred and sixty-five. Uh, Mike and Duff. Um, what's up, Duff? Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, yeah, here. yeah. Well, just excited to be invited back on Fear and Beer for their awards show. We have been given uh, the best actor in a house category. Duff, did you receive a random beer? This must be how we figure out the winner. Are we supposed to chug this? Um, I uh, Sure, let's go for it. Whatever. Okay, all right. So um, let's uh, chug this real quick. Uh, and the winner is... Gulp, 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 gulp. Uh, the... Uh, oh, what What does... Uh, I Mine says pumpkin. What does yours say, uh, Duff? Uh, um... Lord, Lord, Pumpkin Lord. The winner is Pumpkin Lord, and uh, couldn't be more appropriate for me to be here announcing this one because uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, no, yeah, th- th- this is exciting news. I wonder if Pumpkin Lord is going to win the Schmitty Duff. I, I think he might take a Schmitty home. Uh, yeah, maybe, we'll see. Maybe specifically his burp for an effect. <laughs> uh, but we'll yeah, see. Best scare actor in a house for uh, Fear and Beer. Pumpkin Lord. Pumpkin Lord. All right, Mike and Duff, thank you so much for joining us again on and uh, helping us announce that award. Yeah, I think this one's not surprising to anybody at all. I think Pumpkin Lord is a home run. Um, I think he's probably the best thought out character in all of the houses, and that's just my own humble opinion. Uh, I really do hope they bring him back. Um, we'll get we'll get to maybe a little bit more of that in the future, but I do hope they bring him back as an icon. I know that's kind of a stretch, but I really do think that he's worth it. Um, I think just again going back to the the house tour that we did, I, it's fine. We finally get something that really does speak to the holiday of Halloween, not just you know the horror 
of everything. Like he he's just he's just such a he's such a good character. Uh, and he looks really great. Yep. His costume's awesome, and the house just works. So, yeah. No, I don't think this is going to be a huge surprise. Um, you know, the pumpkin lord has, as they mentioned, the whole burping effect and stuff like that. I mean, they had great energy every time you watch through that house. That house always gave it its all, and you know, it's no surprise that maybe you know it wouldn't be a surprise if we ended up seeing pumpkin lord in some capacity again, whether it's just another house or a, a you know not a retelling, but a, you know, an extended story of his, or maybe that full fledged icon title, hopefully we'll see. But now I guess you get the whole aspect of, uh, <laughs> the whole cigarettes and pumpkin, uh, cigarettes and, and beer, beer bit. But as they reference too, they also do an awards show, uh, the Schmitties that comes out at the end of they the do. season. So definitely sure check, check out that, that out. Uh, when it, when it floats out, we'll be, we'll pass it along on our page as well. But I'm excited to hear their take on some of these uh, some of these awards as well. well. Let's dive into some of the construction of these houses. So facades are a gigantic aspect of all houses, whether it's the interior, or the exterior. It's just yep. it, it's really what sets the mood. And and this year, I think there was there was a lot of amazing... good facades, both exterior and yes. interior. Um, a lot of good design work. Uh, I, I just I think that. Again, I've only been at two two years, but so I'm, you know my opinion's kind of biased. But I do think that this year has possibly some of the best design work of all of all time. But that's just again my opinion. So we'll find out. Yeah, these things were these things were rocking this year. So let's get into the best interior facade. And oh, what do you know? We have another guest. Another think, guest. How many guests do we, we do. have? We have a lot of guests. We have a lot. We have a lot of. And guests. We actually get to meet a lot. this guest in person, so that was really cool. We did. I'm glad to have. We him. did, and he actually won one of our giveaways on Twitter. He did. So he was wearing one of our fear and beer shirts one of the times before. So, Wash TV, take it away. What is up, guys? Adrian here from Wash TV, and I want to welcome you to. Me announcing an award for Fear and Beer Podcast. So, they basically have these little Horror Nights Awards going on, you know. And I'm just here to tell you guys who is the best interior facade. Now, I know I put my envelope somewhere. I know it's somewhere, but I can't find it. Um, But in the meantime, let's tell you guys some of these interior facades that we do have. We have the Haunting of Hill House, which was an interior facade. If you want to count Beetlejuice, we got Beetlejuice. We have Icons. We have all four of the soundstage houses that have interior facades. That is uh, Tooth Fairy, Brides, and Texas. But, oh, I found it. We can only have one winner. And the winner is, drumroll please. I don't have a drum. Icons. And I gotta say, I honestly... Love this idea. This facade is phenomenal when it comes down to the music, the lighting, the fact that you're walking into Fear's Lantern, seeing all the icon totems, it just brings you straight in. So, icons, thank you for having such a beautiful facade. It's going to be sad to not see you anymore. However, it was great to see you while you were here. Thank you again, Fear and Beer, for having me on. You guys are awesome. Take care. 
I don't think a uh, I don't think a giant surprise for this one as well. I mean, there there were a handful of amazing facades on the interior. But yeah, I mean, this was. I think on. it was harder to pick this one, but it's not a surprise that Icons did win. I think again, AG10 outdid themselves this year when it comes to all of the different facades that you had with you know all of the different houses, but um, just as far as interior. Um, you know, use of space, design work, creativity, and just all around just awesomeness. I think that uh, the icons definitely took it. Um, it was just, again, I've said it before. I don't have as much of a history with it as you might or some other fans do, but I just still was blown away with how in your face this this facade was. Um, and it definitely subtly fits the theme too like you may not realize that it's supposed to be fear's lantern but it is and i think when you know that or even if you don't know that i just i think that it works so well it's just just it's just a boom hits you right in the face welcome to you know where the icons come from you know we're gonna welcome you to our world i just think it works so it just works really really great so i'm glad it won yeah, I mean, from everything. I mean, like you was mentioning the sound, the images. I mean, that you hear that boom, the bass is going mm-hmm. on the sound. The music walking really into the lantern. Really it well. says icons like hidden in there. You have all the little totems from fear. I, this one was just a, a home. All right, we are. Well, that was our interior facade. Um, I think we both agree that obviously, you know, like we just said, the icons just for the most part, blew us away. Um, really, really great, great interior facade. But now let's get to the exterior facade. And the exterior facades, I think in some cases, not quite like the interior, where like exterior worked sometimes, but it didn't work all the time. I think, like for example, Pumpkin Lord and Wicked Growth, I think as a house, it's been awesome. I'm not going to lie to you, the exterior facade's a little boring. I think the story behind all the pumpkins mean card was really cool. But other than that, I, don't, I wasn't really blown away by the exterior facade more so than I was in the interior. So I think with the exterior facade, there were a few that we were kind of stuck between picking. But let's bring in our next guest, have them give us who, who won, and we'll kind of talk to you through how we came to our decision. Hey, guys, welcome to the Fear and Beer Awards episode. We're Tyler and Anna from The Pew 2, and you can find us on YouTube as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. pretty much just find us anywhere. Yeah. Where we talk about all things theme parks, including travel planning tips and tricks to make your next theme park vacation the best one yet. But today, we're here to announce the winner for the best exterior facade. So there are three nominees For this category, they include Wicked Growth, Puppet Theater, and of course, Welcome to Scary. But without any further ado, would you like to announce the winner, Anna? Sure. Can I get a drum roll or something? Let's... uh... It's kind of like Chewbacca in an old car mix. That's my drum roll. The winner of the Fear and Bear Awards for the best exterior facade is Puppet Theater. So there you have it. Puppet Theater took this one. Yeah, and like they said, there was only three. <laughs> yeah. Um, out of the three, this one was probably the best. I think, again, they do a really good job with this pop-up tent. Um, usually, I mean, it seems like every year they do a pretty good job. So yeah. this year, I think, helps that the house is really good. But it, I just think it, it fits the theme of the house really well. It fits the story really well. It's just... It's just it's it's just so 
well put together and i and i like some of the subtle things they throw in there like obviously the two letters that are falling off the the theater marquee you know it just it, it's it's there's a lot of good subtle subtle like details that you have to kind of read about and see and, and know and maybe take a tour and really get the full experience but between the exterior itself walking into the theater is really good especially when it's raining out like oh, not that right. i would ever suggest right. going yeah. during a raining night but, but if like, you do but you do it definitely it, it helps even helps even more um kind of experience it kind of helps the experience even more i guess is the best way i can put it just yeah i don't know how do you feel about it did you did you do you agree do you think it's like easily the best one yeah yeah no i think the other one the other one that was really cool that's like that was tough was the you know welcome to carry ohio the whole the welcome to carry sign was 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 awesome and it's so fitting but i mean the out the exterior of the the theater was just beautiful and it was decrepit. And like you mentioned, the little subtle nods to the art department who dropped the A and the D out of the, yeah. uh, the the lettering up above. But yeah, that house, for whatever reason, always has. I mean, with Nightingales, they have just... Or they, maybe they have more... The way the line is set up, they have more room like directly in front of the house to work with. That, that must have something to play into it. But Yeah, I'm sure yeah, landscape helps a little bit. But yeah, it just it's such a good, such a good facade. It's just beautiful. All right, so enough of those facades. Let's start getting into the stuff, our feelings, you know, the scares, the fun. And let's go with most fun. The most fun house doesn't necessarily mean it's the scariest, doesn't necessarily mean it's the best story, doesn't necessarily mean it's the best, you know, anything. This is just no, like, I, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. I think it's. Through. Yeah, it's just the house that we had the most fun with. Um, and it may surprise some people, especially how I was talking about some of these houses before the <laughs> yeah. kicked off. But yeah, I think it's just the house that obviously we all had the most fun with. Um, definitely take some opinions from our friends and our fellow podcasters and those we you know would creep with. So I think that this is, this is just the one that everybody talked about being, you know, both musically the best, you know, the scare actor wise, you know, what definitely gave us the best <laughs> jingles, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, where it's the best not like, you know, yeah, it, more or less the best overall experience is it wasn't, you know, super scary, but it wasn't super boring. It just, it just fit that niche, um, much like the Ghostbusters house did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like I love, I mean, so I think the front runners for most fun house, I mean, uh, case files. Oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, Beetlejuice was a fun house. Yep. You know, the haunting a hill house was just fun to be able to walk through. You yep. know, a, a property that we we know and have seen so much, and it was just really fun. But um, I think we have another guest for this one. We do. I think we do. Let's we uh, do. Let's, let's see what we let's, let's bring them in. Got. Let's see what we got here. What's up, guys? It is Jess from the Scream Queens podcast. Uh, I am here to announce the winner for the category of the most fun house at HHN 30 for the first annual HHN Awards for Fear and Beer. Um, thank you so much, Nick and Seamus, for even asking us on to announce anything. But honestly, most fun house is it's an honor because, I mean, I know the winner. <laughs> So I won't tease you guys for much longer. Uh, without further ado, the winner for the category of most fun house is Beetlejuice. Come on. What other house was it going to be? I have a blast every time I go through it. I know everyone else does. 
So I love that it won this and I can't wait to see uh, or hear, excuse me, what all the other winners are for all the other categories. I don't even know what they are. So I guess uh, now back to the rest of the show. Wow. That was well, not a coincidence. Not that was not a coincidence, <laughs> Jess, that you got the most fun house being that the answer or the winner is Beetlejuice. I felt that it was just apropos that yeah, she, did it really, the, she did the honors for us. Well, of course. I mean, she's the biggest Beetlejuice fan in the world. So how do we not have Beetlejuice? And now it's Beetlejuice. But exactly. I, I, I mean, coming from my perspective, like we had said before, going into the event, I wasn't super hyped on Beetlejuice. It's not a movie I, I again, I say this over and over again, it's not a movie I go to often. But much like the movie, the house is it really is a fun house. Like it, between the scare actors playing Beetlejuice, or do a really great, really great job. Especially when you first walk in, you've got the Beetlejuice that's talking and, and dancing, and you know, working up the crowd. I think I, it just it just works really well. Um, it, obviously, it gives a fun house vibe, which <laughs> is ironic and kind of a coincidence. But mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, th- I think it just works really well overall. I, it's not a scary house by any means, and you don't expect it to be because it's Beetlejuice. But at the same time, from a perspective of does it bring me into the movie? Yep. Does it bring me to the best scenes in the movie? Yep. And just it just it just works because it's a fun character. It's a fun movie. You know, put those two things together, and it makes a fun house. Yeah, and. I mean, I think, you know, ahead of time, we knew that this was going to be that, that fun house. You know, was, was I ecstatic and over the moon about it? N- no, I mean, I was excited, but it's, it's never been my like favorite, um, you know, horror or Halloween style movie. Cause I, I wouldn't call it horror, but it's, it's in that, it's in that supernatural world, but it is iconic and you can't take that away from, from, from Beetlejuice. And it's, you know comic relief at most times and it was just so fun to actually walk through some of those sets and stages and see the characters and and that really was a greatest you know the the best of beetlejuice you got to see everything that you would want to see from that movie except maybe people actually dancing in the dancing table. yeah I, I think that's another was, time yeah i mean i think that was probably the only thing that it suffered was that not having the ability to have those scary because obviously i think we've said before that you and i both believe that there's supposed to be somebody in that room that isn't a a, a, a house guide yeah dancing and enjoying the music but otherwise i, I just think the movie worked. Uh, the house worked really well yeah no and and the one thing that i one thing that i do love from this house that actually appeared in uh two other houses is the giant face those giant body you know that come pushing towards you you, know, you oh, get yeah. the big snake head in Beetlejuice. You get the big yep. pumpkin in, in Wicked Growth. You get the big devil in Case Files. And that's something I, that I, I love. It comes out of the dark and it's just, it, it'll get you most more often than not. Um, and, and I think that's just a great, great addition to the house, which leads us to our next category, which would be best scare. Now we're talking mm-hmm. best scare in a house. So this isn't like, oh, somebody jumped out from behind the trash can. No, not like that. We're going to best like scare and, and planned. You know, you know the spots in the houses that yep. were clearly there for a reason. And, you know, going through them, like I just mentioned, those big faces, those are awesome. 
there's a handful of other yeah there's a number of them handful of other little scares you know the in wicked growth when there was a there's a character up top that reaches down during that you know mm-hmm. scarecrow re- essence style area yep the the tooth fairies that pop out from from the side at you i mean th- there's just a lot of really good stuff mm-hmm. but i think i think the ones that really work for me and 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 i'm going to give best scare to something that is used twice because it is around the same thing. Yeah, but this, I mean, it's used multiple times, but I think that the one that we awarded was the most effective. Um, and it's used in more than one house, but I think I just, it, if it if it gets me, I've said it before, if it gets me, it's a good scare because you just don't expect it, especially the first time you walk through it. So yeah, I, I know yeah. where you're going with it. So I'll let you award the, uh, the best scare. Yeah. So this is actually used... So for this one, I have two instances in the same house that are both used. And this is the fake fences in Wicked Growth. So, oh, yeah. and, I, and I'm bundling these two together because both of these are just so effective and they get you every fucking time. And that is the one right at the entrance. <laughs> you are immediately, you're walking up to the house and you're, you're looking, you just came out of the pumpkin tunnel and you're looking at this decrepit house covered by roots and you're, you're looking around, you're waiting for somebody and there's a fence right to your left and bam, a hand jumps right out from there because it's not actually a fence. It is actually some sort of like meshy material that these character can work through. And the other fake fence scare in Pumpkin that will get you every time is... When you are walking up to the barn and you look to your right and there are three different fence sections. And there's a real one, a fake one, and then another real one. And you see somebody in the very back and you kind of lean in to see what's in there and they jump out at you. And it's not a real fence. It's actually just that mesh style material again. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally, I think the the first fence scare is better than the second one, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that they set up the second one a little better. Um, and I know it sounds weird, but I, I think that the first one it just, it just it looks like a normal fence, and the way the lighting is, you don't expect it that early in the house. No, nope. but the second That's one they the mood they set the mood pretty early that this yeah, was going to be an intense yeah, one for sure, and then the second aspect of this of that type of scare in this house you know they give you the open windows on the left they think you make you think that oh something's going to come out of there you see people behind the windows but they don't really do anything um and then the scare actor behind the fake lattice work will get you every time and especially if you get a good scare actor that really throws quote unquote his body weight into it i think it really works so yeah no the definitely the best scares out of all the houses this year yeah that's for sure you want to jump into what we got next so this is this this is this awards for the house that we need a sequel to. I mean, the, you know, what is the house out of all the ten that we got this year that we think needs a continuation? That we need an, a second in the story. Like we need something to continue on because we want to see more about these particular characters. I'll just get right into it. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time. It is wicked growth. We both feel <laughs> that this house 
by and far is just blew us away. We love the character of the of the Pumpkin Lord. We need to see a continuation of it. You know, we got the how was he born? How, how did they create the Pumpkin Lord? Where did he come from? Now we need to know how does he take over the world and become the legitimate Pumpkin Lord. So I think it needs a sequel. I'm sure you agree with me. And how do you how do you feel? Do you think where do you think we could see this one going? Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at all the houses and you run down the list of what needs a sequel, you know, is it Haunting a Hill House? No. Is it Beetlejuice? No. Is it Texas Chainsaw? No. Is it Icons? I'm sure we'll see them again at some point, but I don't need a continuation of that house. No. You know, Brides, that is already a continuation, so no. Tooth Fairy, you know, something in that world, yes, maybe another, uh, you know, fantastical look at something, then, you know, maybe Case Files, Legendary Truth, yeah, I'm good with another house on that end, so let's do that. You know, Carrie, Ohio. I, I'd like to revisit Carrie. And then Puppet Theater. I don't know if Puppet Theater has another story. And then we get to Wicked Growth. And it's just, that feels very much like part one of a multi-part story. Because throughout this we're just getting to the pumpkin lord. And the ending of the house is the creation, the birth of pumpkin lord. So now, where does it go? And and I, I can't answer that question personally yet, but we have to see him again at some point, you would imagine, because you know, I think it's it's very well received this year. Maybe the best the the you know most positively received house of the year when you're talking to guests and 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 fellow you know podcasters everyone's clamoring for this house and it ends with just the birth of him so maybe it's not a you know wicked growth because we're done growing but i there has to be something from pumpkin lord in the future there has to be yeah he's just too good of a character to not use him again and it's great to having that like you know halloween style house you get the witches, you get the goblins, you get pumpkins, you get, you don't get the headless horseman, but you, you get that image of the floating pumpkin with the, the trots. You have the cemetery, you have skeletons. I mean, like this house is Halloween. And that's something that I think we talked about previously that we need a very, I, I would personally love a very Halloween oriented Halloween Horror Nights. You know, I feel like that gets lost in over time like in a lot of aspects of the event where like i just love that classic halloween feel in those you know those tropes and and this brought it for me so that's why we need this we need a sequel for this house for sure. i totally agree with that yep so let's get into our third to last award and our final and, guest and our final guest this one is going to be for our scariest house and let's ooh, ooh, let's bring on the guest greetings haunt fans this is johnny bronto with haunt scene and i want to announce the scariest house at halloween horror nights 30 drum roll please wait I guess I need to add that effect in later. Okay, the scariest house at HHN 30 is Wicked Growth, featuring Lil Boo. There you have it. Let's go. I mean, were we gonna were we gonna be able to give out best scare 
to a house and then not give the that house scariest house. Yeah, come on now. Now, Johnny Bronto, thank you for jumping on in from Haunt Scene. Thanks for coming on the show and helping us present our uh, our award. And I love the shout out to Lil Boo because they made Lil a Boo. they they helped us get through that. <laughs> they make you forget. <laughs> but no, scariest house. I mean, like we we were talking about previously with the best scare. You know, not only that, but I think that little goblin scene is really cool. They they hitch a lot of times from the left and then the right. The homage to to Scarecrow in that whole area with, like I mentioned, it didn't win best scare, but the one that's on the top reaching down right into your face will get you every time. And I think that one just had the most uh, most scares. I would say maybe not most, but it definitely has the most well planned ones. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that. Uh, you just tie it all together. Um, it just comes out to be that like, it, it just happens. To, it, I think it plays in a lot of different things. It plays on fear of the dark, fear of being in closed spaces, fear of, of many different aspects. Um, like we heard on the tour, you know, a lot of people loved the scarecrow house back whenever they had that one. And of course I never experienced it, but I've heard a lot of good things and they, they just, I think it utilizes a lot of great ways to get you. Um, especially if you've got, you know, one particular fear, fear of the dark, fear of enclosed spaces, like I said before, fear of, you know, the unknown, I guess it just, it's, it just takes so many different aspects of a good house and it puts it all together and it just, it just works. I don't think there's a bad scare in that house either. Like there's not a single scare in that house where you're like, man, that was cheesy or that didn't work or, eh, you know, not as excited about it. I think in a lot of the houses, especially this year that, you know, a lot of good scares, but there were a few that were like, "Mm, not really scary, cool set design just didn't really work as far as scares are concerned. There isn't a bad scare in this house. So yeah, I think it just totally deserves every accolade it gets. Yep. That's for sure. The final two awards. Final two for ourselves. Yes. Selfish. We are selfish. (laughs) We have our house runner up. Our second favorite house of the year. Second favorite house. And there was a lot. You know, we have case files. Yeah, this is a hard decision to make. I mean, if you look at all the awards we gave out so far, I mean, case files was the biggest surprise. We gave Beetlejuice the most fun house. You know, Pumpkin is taking up scariest. We haven't even talked about Hill House House much tonight. Yeah, Hill House didn't get, I mean, and there's some that just, you know, maybe maybe some stuff, some aspects of this slipped through the cracks for us and, and I think once we finish these awards, we'll kind of recap some other things that we may not have talked about. But for House Runner Up, I'm a sucker for it. Puppet Theater. And I'm so glad to give this award out because, man, a year and a half ago when we were sitting in my bedroom looking over <laughs> that speculation map one, and it was on there as Mannequin Theater, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be my house i love and then like it actually it was like a, a seed that was put into the gla- the ground and over that year and a half it, it grew into something beautiful and i actually got to see what it was and it was amazing you know was it what i originally thought just by reading mannequin theater no not exactly but what i did get was just was just amazing it won best exterior facade 
the the in the whole design of the house was amazing. Every little scene was so different and vibrant, and the costumes were amazing. Yep. The scares were thought out. The you know, the design of the actual puppets on the way out were ridiculous and insane. I I I love this house so much, and it and it's and it sucks that it's definitely like. It, you have the feel that this is a one and done kind of deal. You know, they, they, they kind of told the story of the theater and, and if we see it again, then great, but I, I'm not anticipating it by any means. So it's, it's just nice that this lived up to the expectations for me. Yeah. I think that like between this and the best house, I think it was really tight as far as like who got what, um, like this isn't like the, the winner of best house, completely you know took off and and left this in the dust i think puppet theater really did give our best house a run for its money um like you said i think i think back when we first saw mannequin theater we were like oh man that's gonna be crazy um scary dolls scary puppets the terrifying no matter what no matter what what aspect you, you see them in but uh i think puppet theater definitely deserves the spot um it could very well have been the best house too. I, I think it would have deserved that as much as, as much as the one that did get it. But um, yeah, I think I just set design. It's just, it's such a beautifully done house. I think it works really well. Uh, it's got the largest interior built space of any house, especially in a pop-up. So I, I just think that, you know, the things that they were able to achieve in this house definitely blow away a lot of what they've done in the past. And you know, they just keep reaching higher and higher for what they can pull off. And I think that it's going to make it harder for them to achieve those types of heights. And I'm not saying that they can't do it. I just think that, you know, this just is proof positive that they've kind of, I, w- I will say that I think that I think, I think this is like their peak when it comes to effects and ability to design interior spaces when they don't have a lot of real estate to, to, to begin with. So as an overall package, I think that it totally works and, like I said, I think being in the runner up out of all 10 houses is nothing to shake a stick at. So congratulations, Puppet Theater. We uh, we really did enjoy you. Yeah, I mean, this this definitely sets the expectations pretty high for the next couple uh, years for original houses, because what they were able to pull off with this, especially inside one of the sprung tents, is just nothing short of, of phenomenal. So... Oh. We are on a our last award of our first ever annual HHN award show. Chris, would you like best. to do the honors? Oh, you're gonna let me do it? Oh gonna, yes, I, of absolutely. Course. Um so our best house of the year. I don't think this is gonna surprise anyone. We've you know, we've been talking about it since the beginning. I just think as a house, it takes everything you want, both a great character, a great theme. Uh, great set design, great sound work, great scares. I just think it works so well together. You know it. You love it. We all knew this was coming. It is Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, Home of the Pumpkin Lord, and Lil Boo. It's <laughs> Lil just, Boo. It's, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's just by far the best house this year. Like I said before, I think Puppet Theater definitely is a close second, but it just wasn't nearly good enough to top the realm of, the uh, the wicked growth house i just think it works so well um and part of it is like we said before with best scare i think it's got those scares that really do um get you they're they're unforgettable like you're not going to forget that type of scare and i think the set design works really well 
I think it, you know, the the feeling of Halloween, the feeling of fall. I think it just it just gives you all of that in one place. I think the story behind all the pumpkins out front is great. I think it works really well into the theme of the house. Um, and not to you know go into too much detail, but you should listen to our um, tour episode, which kind of goes into a breakdown of how those pumpkins came to be. So you should go listen to that to get that full story. But I just think the house itself just works really well. And of course, Pumpkin Lord, I mean, he's he brings it all together. He's at the very end. He's what's leading up. You know, you're leading up to that the whole time. Uh, he's that last final gotcha. And I just, you know, I think it, I think it just works. I think it, I think the whole, the story works it the theme works it all kind of comes together and culminates into literally probably the best house uh, and this is my own you know selfish opinion that it's probably the best house they've done ever and that's you know that's a strong strong words but it's also coming from someone who hasn't really done a whole lot of events so take my opinion with a grain of salt but i don't know why don't you give us your opinion and why you felt this was the best house of the year yeah, I mean, did we really think it was going to be something else? <laughs> like we said earlier, it's just, uh, for me personally, like, it's Halloween. It's pumpkins. It's goblins. It's ghouls. It's it's the pumpkin lord. There's really just nowhere else for me to possibly stick. I, I couldn't put another house here. And as much as I love Puppet Theater, I just, for me, I couldn't put it over the the joy that I get through going through this house every time. And it's just, you, you said that it's strong words saying this might be one of their best houses ever. And it's, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's that strong of words. I mean, they are strong words, but it's just that good The you know, they pulled aspects of scarecrow off a house that we weren't sure we'd see again. That was, you know, deemed as one of the scariest, most fun houses, most in your face. And they brought us back a little bit of taste of that while still introducing a lot of new aspects and a lot of new scares and characters. And it's just done in such beautiful fashion that, you know, it's just obviously the most deserving, I think, of the houses to win this award. And that wraps up our awards for tonight. And like you were mentioning too earlier, you know, there are some stuff that we didn't really hit on and, you know, and that's not to say that they're not, they're bad by any means. You know, you look at something like uh, Cary, Ohio or or Haunting a Hill House. And they're not bad by any means. I, I love going through them. But for the categories that we decided on, you know, maybe may, had we done a best IP house, maybe Hill House gets it. You know, had we done a most nostalgic house, maybe Cary, Ohio gets it. But we didn't want it to stretch it too too thin we didn't want to just be creating awards for specific houses yeah. you know this year was this year is loaded if carry ohio was, was in another year it'd be up there right and remember this is our opinion so like you know take take it for what it is i mean if you've got different opinions share them with us let us know what you thought you know what, what was your scariest house what was your best house this year what was your best scare zone um, we welcome, you know, everybody's thoughts. I mean, someone may say Hill House is the best house and I wouldn't disagree with them probably because they have great opinions. It's probably, you know, they have great, an argument for it. And I would totally, yeah. you know, want to, want to hear those arguments. So no shade to Hill House or any of those other houses this year. I just think for our perspective, from our perspective, I just think that, you know, what we picked really from our view 
we're we're the best we're the, we're the best of the best. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm happy this episode turned out as great as it was. I want to thank all of our guests for sending yes. us a yes, thank you, know, sending us a clip. So, hats off to you. Um, I think you know they all did great. We definitely want to do some stuff with you guys in the future. So, hit us up. Let us know what we can potentially do. Is you know as a uh, collaboration or whatever you want to call it. Um, definitely want to keep growing in the community and getting more, gaining more friends and yep. kind of getting our name out there. So thank you again for all of your submissions. They were great. They were awesome. We hope you enjoy yes. it. And with that, uh, I have to say we have probably the best award show on air. I mean, <laughs> on I'm, air sorry, right Oscars. Now. I'm sorry, <laughs> well, you know, Emmys. Grammys, we're uh, better than you. So yep. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But again, thank you for everyone. Reflections of Fear, Parks We Go, HHN365, RIP Tour, Lost TV, The Pew 2, Scream Queens, and Haunt Scene. Thank you so much for making the time and joining us on this wonderful, wonderful occasion. Again, we're putting this out on the Friday before the final weekend. So hopefully you get to listen to this. Maybe this sparked a couple things, sparked a couple ideas of you to to go check out a couple last minute things, you know, see that last Halloween nightmare fuel run through that scare zone one more time. Go say hi to pumpkin Lord one more time. We go squeeze little booze, little, little cheeks. Well, you can't anymore. Cause he's up pretty high, but enjoy the last weekend while you can, because we all know what's coming. And that is the dreaded off season. That is Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. And Boom. then, and we are back to speculation, baby. Yeah, buddy. But what we are going to be doing through all of November is spending time talking with folks that have come to the event that have experienced it and that have some sort of, you know, hand in the community, whether it is a clothing, whether it is, you know, podcasting, video, music, all kinds of fun stuff. And we are going to just chat with them about what they do, what's going on with them. And, and, just talk HHN. November is going to be a very reflective month. And should we announce our first guest? Um, why don't we? Why don't we save it for for, for next week and let them find out? Find, find out. Yeah. Got to make them listen to it. All right. Well, we are going to have a plethora of guests, so we'll be posting about who our first guest is later. Actually. Let's tell them. Let's tell one. Let's tell the tell first. Them? All right, go ahead. So that way they know what a little taste of what they're getting. That's fine. Go ahead. Oh, so a little nibble. We'll, we'll, we're going to save the other three uh, give, for later. But give you know, them a this, was, this was a big show. You know, this was a big award yes. show. So we're going to kick off our November reflective month with Ryan from DOA Clothing. So if you have not checked out DOA, do yourself a favor. Do go so. search them on Instagram. They have ridiculous, ridiculous designs. And we talk, we're going we're gonna to be talking about all things, all things horror, all things horror nights, just like we say in the beginning of the program. Well, not only thank you to everybody that joined us as guests, but thank you for listening along. This is the ending of our first season, I guess. I guess yes. our, our first guess season pretty much wrapped up. Season wrapped up. Well, until next time, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy last weekend. Happy Halloween. Enjoy. It's cursed. Cursed. It's got a death curse. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare. Huh?
stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out spotify facebook again that is vampire stepdad